0: And I think if anybody's listening, saying, like, who do I want as a coach? Somebody who can help you with the how, not the what. That's definitely the answer to the question.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever, whenever you are. I hope it's good. Welcome to episode three of the Clear Mind Academy podcast, going beyond the illusion with Rob Yates. I am your host, Jay Welsh, and as always, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to listen to what we have to say. Today, we talked to Rob about his coaching style and how it came about. Now, although Rob mainly works with other coaches, I think that there is a lot of really valuable information for everyone in this. Whether you are wanting to improve your work-life balance or your situation in either work or life, hopefully you hear something that can help. So, without any further ado, enjoy the pod. Rob, thank you so much for coming on. How are you? I'm
0: oh, bloody marvellous, my friend. I'm having a cracking week.
1: Good to hear. Good to hear. So, for those people who uh, who are listening, who don't know uh, about you or what you do, introduce yourself. Tell us a, a bit about what what you do.
0: I help people have um, uh, live the life they want to live. Right, release that potential they know they've got inside that maybe the rest of the world doesn't get to see at the moment, or maybe they don't see in themselves. And um, I do that in two ways. One is I own a, a coaching company called Tetra Key that's pretty big um, by a lot of coaching company sizes. And then the other one where I spend most of my time is supporting coaches, healers, therapists to, um, to, to build a really cool coaching business. Um, but do it organically and naturally and using the power of the universe as opposed to the power of Facebook.
1: I like see that's that's the key the key word that i i found there is organically because i think being a coach myself and i, I get contacted as you can imagine quite a few times about hmm. growing the business into this you know massive oak tree um and it's it's all it, it all seems well a lot of it seems to be quite forced and i think your organic approach is uh is a bit of a breath of fresh air to be honest i th- I, I really like how it's it, it it's all about well I've 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 spoken to you a couple of times now, and I've, I've, I, I I can say that from my perspective, what I think about what is so great about what you do is that you really care about the individual that you're working with. I would say, um, and you're interested to know what that individual wants, and then mix that in with what you know to help them to grow once again organically into something that is going to make sense and and like you said, to have the life that they want to live. Um, I'm aware I'm giving you compliments straight away. I hope you're I hope you're okay with that.
0: <laughs> I'm just about to drop the mic on my side. Thank you very much.
1: No, um, no problem.
0: If, look, look, all I'm going to say is like, what you just described really is the base point of good coaching. Um, it's saying, I know some stuff and you know you and, and how can I give you the bits of the stuff I know that are relevant to you now um, and help you find out more about you and help you glue little bit of what I know and a lot of what you know about yourself together in a way that helps you achieve whatever it is you'd like to achieve in the world and um, there is no one size fits all model and there is no one pathway and um, you know growing a business or whether it's a coaching business or a normal business is Jay it's it's really easy like offer a great service at a great price, deliver above expectations consistently, make your experience for your customers lovable and always lovable. And they will just bring their friends and family in and say, hey, why don't you come and hang out with these people in their business, in, in this business, right? That's, that's all it is. And everything else is just smoke and mirrors. It's not real. I mean, if we're just great human beings and we provide a lovable service, Um, if it's lovable enough, people will bring their friends and family. And then we grow. Um and really speaking, it's that simple. And anything else is just complicating the world.
1: Yeah, I I agree with you. And I think it's very easy to overcomplicate things. You know, it's uh especially with coaching, it's funny because when you when you train as a coach, a lot of it will be to do with uh, you know, putting the putting the client first. And and it's and I suppose that's coaches tend to be people of that mind you know the empaths the people who really want Mm. to help and provide Um, and then as soon as you get into the the point where it's just like oh okay so now i have to design everything i know and and put that into a business so many coaches do the complete opposite you know they overthink the most important aspect of providing a good service and just being a good person um and that's when it completely over uh, when, when they overcomplicate everything um now i and I, I know that from being a coach myself but do you work exclusively with coaches or do you work with any any business type
0: so i um the answer is a bit of both but to be honest i'm moving more and more away from any business type and just focusing in with david on the uh, on the uh, working with coaches mm-hmm. more and more often um, and it's it's all about getting narrower in 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 how you view the world and who you're working with so you can become more of a uh what would you call it you become more excellent um at, at working with that particular group and um but equally working with a group who you actually really enjoy working with as well a group of people because you know, the, the one thing that can ruin any business is the people. If you don't love who you're going to work with and work for, it's going to be a pretty rubbish experience. Um, and, and so if you can find a group of people who you love spending time with and working with, then um, it's a great experience and a better version of you will come out. And, you know, we, for anybody who's listening to this who's had a job, and I, I would me- I guess a lot of people have had a job, you know, you have a great boss when you, when you take your job and you start working for them and they leave and the new boss comes in is the exact opposite. And suddenly your job hasn't changed. It's just one of the key people in your job's changed and you view your job, my job sucks. And you're like, no, it doesn't. It was bloody awesome six weeks ago. It's just that the people have changed. Um, and that's critical for anything we do in the world. I often say, whatever you want to do to be successful, it's all about relationships with people. And unless, because people are the key to everything. If you wanna earn more money, people, right? If you, if you wanna have a bigger impact, people. It doesn't really matter what you wanna do, it's all people linked. Um, it's not even time linked, actually, it's people. And, and so you better love those people and they better love you, otherwise the world's gonna suck for everybody.
1: That's a, that's a really good point. And I love what you were saying about, you know, cause I think a lot of people can relate to that when the, the boss leaves at work and the dynamic shifts. Um, do you, you know, assuming you work with quite a lot of bosses, have you ever come across people who are creating an environment that actually doesn't work for them? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to assume yes.
0: Yes. Um, that's that's the truth of almost every client that's in my that, that has started with me right and and for some people there's a really big obvious um yes to that like it's so obvious it punches you on the jaw mm-hmm. and for other people it's just a really small version of that there's that there's a, a misalignment to to that and um it, it's not massive but it's definitely there but but most people have a habit of um do- doing the world as they think it should be done on behalf of other people as opposed to actually just doing the right thing on behalf of themselves and ensuring other people benefit from it
1: that's another good point i mean you you've probably you've probably seen quite a lot you've been a coach for a while from uh, when we said how long how long, <laughs> how long is it that you've been a coach now 30 years 30 years so I'm assuming that the that the industry well you've seen a, a lot of changes within the industry what, what would you say with because I think another one is that um a, a lot of people think nowadays that what applied 30 years ago still applies now so how how would you say that the the, the quote-unquote game has changed since you started coaching
0: you see i think that what applied 30 years ago still applies 100 today at the core of coaching okay um i i think that some of the tactics that you could maybe get somebody to do um has changed due to technology Mm -hmm. there's definitely some tactical stuff that's changed but when you think i mean that the 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 art of coaching is 80% question asking and 20% question answering as a starting point. Um, that that really hasn't changed. I mean, that hasn't changed for since the time of Freud. I mean, we could go back to the Jung, uh, back to the start of the psychologist, back, back to the start of the church where a lot of coaching came from um, originally. Um, so I, I think those core fundamentals remain the same. I think though what's happened is that the, there's been a large misunderstanding by coaches and clients as to what coaching actually is and what it is not, mm-hmm. and um, and I think that misunderstanding is the is, is the thing that shifted the most um, because I think that a lot of people define coaching as instruction. Um, I will tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. I will give you the manual, give you whatever else. Um, Which is, that's just instruction, right? It's not actually coaching. Coaching can involve some of that, but that's probably 25% at best of of what we should be doing as a coach. And then there's another 75% that's not that. Um, Because for me to give instruction means I rudely assume I know everything about you that has been, is, and will be, and therefore my answer is the answer because it's the one I have, as opposed to creating an answer that's really 100% relevant to your past, present, and future. And I mean 100% aligned, not
1: 99%. Uh, that's that's a, Yeah, I mean, I, I, I completely agree with you, and I, and I think that it, the, the exploration part, of coaching is usually funnily enough in or in my experience the one that clients seem to be less enthused by before but love it the most afterwards because a lot of people have the answers to their own questions but they leave them rhetorical you know that's um or, or they'll, they'll make a statement about themselves that they can't achieve this or they can't achieve that and they'll just leave it there and with a with a coach and i know you said about uh you know asking the questions and then answering the questions asking the question well why is that a question that so many clients will never ask themselves so i completely agree with you there and that's, listen,
0: here's, here's the thing i always say right um there's, there's there's how do how do you know the difference between a great coach and not a great coach is um so firstly the great coach has to offer more value than can be found on a course on google youtube or in a book number mm-hmm. one that that's that has to be offered more value so if you're repeating something or or a script or a something that you learn on a course or you found on google or youtube or read in a book you're not offering any more value than what the customer can get for 12 dollars of a buying a book just for argument's sake so what gives you the right to charge anything reasonable
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and jay you just said the second bit but the second bit is Asking the questions that are relevant to the client that the client would never be able to ask themselves, mm-hmm. and if you piece those two bits together, you've got an incredible coach.
1: Uh, yeah, I agree with it. In fact, one one thing that you said to me before um, is I, I remember the last time we spoke, you said you can find out so much information on Google on how to run a business, what is SEO, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That's not coaching that that that's you know people you can if you can find it online for free then they shouldn't have to pay to find it um and and i and i and i loved hearing that because i think that you're right there there is a a a misunderstanding and i think on on what a coach should be or you know i won't say should be i'm going to say what a coach could be because i think coaching is an opportunity for both coach and client um, and I think having those discussions and and being able to, just like you say, ask the questions that the client won't or can't ask themself. Uh, And by doing so, you're going to find the answers that haven't been discovered yet. Um, so that actually brings me on to a question because I was thinking about this before. If you, the, the, what you said is, uh, sorry, going on from what I just said there, that a lot of people can find the answers online. There are a lot of people who have the answers but don't have the the confidence or the or the courage to, to execute once they know what it is. Is that something that you've experienced a lot? And how how would you help somebody to deal with that?
0: Yeah, I mean it's, it, that's very common. We, we're in a world that thinks that, I don't know how, a world that's socially conditioned to believe that what and how are exactly the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And in real terms the what's what you theoretically have learnt and the how is what you've practically applied and then and then that's that's ginormous i mean you go back to the stoics right marcus aurelius is a great example of uh, this this isn't new this isn't new news i mean in um in uh what was his book uh was it no oh, crikey well, i can't remember what his book's called it'll come to begins with m um but, you know, he, he talks about the, the concept of, of, of the poet warrior. You know, you, un- you understand the beauty and understand the knowledge, but you actually can, like a warrior, go and put it into practice. And somehow, somewhere, through schooling or whatever it is, there's been a disjoint where we think because we know something, we are. Um, and, and so most clients know what it is they need to go and do my job and your job as well I mean let's we're, we're both in the same boat really is we're we're actually practitioners of how mm. um and and yet again that comes through questioning I mean but and a concept I like to refer to as challenge by choice so um you know if, if 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 I was to ask you you know um uh how do you increase the numbers on your list of listening to your podcast? You're going to come up with a – well, let me ask, Jay, how would you increase the numbers of people listening to your
1: podcast? How would I, well, through either email marketing or social media marketing. But marketing. Cool, and
0: in social – it's a marketing, and in hmm. social media, I mean, how many different platforms – you have to name all of them, but, I mean, could you quickly name, number off, like, how many platforms is there you could engage with to do it?
1: How many could – um, well, I mean, there's loads. So I suppose you've got the obvious ones: the Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, etc. Um, but well oh, I mean, I've lost count. There's there's so there's so many out there at the moment.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's loads. There's new one I saw the other day as well, actually called Vero or something. No flipping idea what that one does. <laughs> anyway, um but but the, the next lot, next obvious question I could ask you: Well, you know. Which, which one would you most like to start using and what do you think you could do to go and use that platform to get you some more listeners? Mm-hmm. And you could probably come up with a few more ideas and then I could say, cool, well, is there any one of those ideas you'd most like to start with? You say this one, I say, great. And it, in what, when, when, and you say, well, I think I could do this little one this afternoon. I'd be like, fantastic. Send me a WhatsApp when it's done and tag me in. And uh, what about tomorrow? And you say, well, I, I could do another one. And um and I've whistled through what really would be quite, could be quite a long conversation. But that's really what it's challenged by choice though, right? You say, I'd like to do this one. I'd like to do it in this scale, this size. Um, I think I've got the time and the confidence and the energy and whatever else to do this. And I'm like, cool, let's, let's do it because it's a step forwards for you. Um, and I think all too often coaches are so desperate to help that they try and fast-track a client through a process that even the coach couldn't keep up with themselves. And and their desire in that, I respect, but actually they don't actually allow their client to help because they're going at a pace that the coach can't deal with, let alone the client, and the coach couldn't do it for themselves. And really, if the client was to guide themselves, the client would set some pretty realistic timelines, usually, and some activities to do that are of a size they feel like they could achieve, usually, and um, and then they'd be moving forwards without feeling overwhelmed or without a ginormous to-do list or without anxiety. And then you can build on that. You know, you you start the foundation. You know, you build the foundation of the house before you put the chimney pot on. Um, I, I, I just think that there's something that's out there at the moment when coaches are trained and how they're trained and how their motivations are spoken about that isn't setting the coach or customers up to, up to succeed. Um, You know, my, my last coaching session, before I jumped on this call with you was with a guy in Scotland in the UK and um, the last coaching program he invested in cost him $18,000 and yeah, and um, at the end of his first coaching conversation with me, one-to-one this afternoon, he actually identified who his niche is going to be for his coaching business for the very first time in 15 years as a coach. Mm. And that's not because I'm any good at what I do in terms of telling him who it should be. I just ask some great questions. Yeah. And And I'm like, you know, Right, cool. Well, what else do you think you'd know about this person? Oh, I think I'd know about that. And if you were to guess about them, this, oh, I do this, and blah, 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 what sort of problems do you think they face? Oh, and who would you be most confident going and talking to and said, saying, you know, I offer this, would you like to come work with me? Oh, well, definitely these people, cool. Because it's not just about who you can solve problems for, it's about, um like, who are you willing to go sell to as well? Because um, you can be the best coach on the world with no clients, and therefore you're not the best coach on planet Earth because you have no clients and therefore no success record. Um, and you know, all of that for $250. Well, less than that, $250 a month with us. And it's 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 we have to be masters of how and ma- not masters of what. I think that's the important thing. And um, and, I, and I think that's I think that's where coaching needs to go back to. And I think if anybody's listening, saying, like, who do I want as a coach? Somebody who can help you with the how, not the what. That's definitely the answer to the question.
1: Well, I think that's definitely a good answer to the question. (laughs) Rob, what I think we'll do, mate, is I think we'll leave it here for now. But I want to carry on speaking with you, and I'm sure that the listeners will want to carry on hearing. So I think we'll actually do this in two parts. So we'll we'll pause here. You and I will carry on speaking afterwards. Uh, So listeners, if you want to see more from Rob or hear anything more about him, As always, links will be in the description below. Please do check him out. And whilst you're there, check out our website too. Alright, thanks again.